Hey everybody, welcome back to the Tipsy Ghosts. We're your tipsy hosts, Sarah, Sarah, and Lizzie. Hey guys. Hello. Hey. It is a new year, which means we're going on new investigations this year. We are. We have a couple that are unplanned, though. Quite a few. We got, <laughs> we got one a month. And more it, than two. It is early on in the year. We have more than two that are unplanned. So, I don't know, dream big. What do you want to do this year? Hmm. Do we get out of Missouri, Iowa, and Kansas for maybe one this year? Yes. I think so. We've already got two scheduled. We've already gone to Arkansas. <laughs> Went to Arkansas. We've got a Nebraska. We've got an Illinois. Arkansas, well, was it in? Yeah, I guess it was mm-hmm. this year. Dream place to go or just even a fun place to go. I I know of a repeat I'd like to go. I'd like to go back to Farrar. Okay. Because I feel like we didn't get Do a, a private ton of investigation. Stuff there. Yeah. I feel like we Which didn't is still get in a lot Iowa, of, but that's okay. It is in Iowa. I feel like we just didn't get a lot of stuff there, but it's a fascinating location I'd like to revisit. I agree, but I definitely want to go either with us or a very small group of us yes. people we know. Edinburgh as well, because I didn't get to do that one. I'd like to go there. Oh, yeah, for sure. That was a good place. Mm-hmm. Those are my like repeats that I'd like to do. Okay. Those are doable for sure. Do you guys have repeats you'd like to do? Um, Beatty. I want to go back to Beatty. That Beatty was the would be OG. Fun. Yep. That was going to be mine. Really? Yeah. Beatty. Okay. I guess we could go back to Glore. No, I'd like to take her to Brumley. Brumley Canchin. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. In uh, the castle. The Ozarks. Okay. Yes. Yeah, we could definitely do that. The castle. Um, one that I'd like to do this year is the Crescent Hotel. I definitely want to go there. I've been asking every time. I've never been there. That. What it would is- you do? Would you do like a one-nighter? Can you do a two-nighter? What would you do? I, I don't would, know. I would do one night. Like it's a definitely drivable distance. Yeah. One like night's it's not fine. Far. If we leave early enough, yeah. Just yeah. like to make it worth it. And you know, I have now I don't know because I've actually I've never been there. I know that's a shock. But on the shows I've seen that its sister hotel down the street mm-hmm. is also a haunted location. So mm-hmm. you could even make two two locations out of this. You could. So maybe like go back to it is what I'm trying to say. The thing with these two places is that they don't do private investigations, obviously, because they're giant hotels. So you go on like a ghost tour. At like the night. Elms, like what we did there. Kind of like the yeah. Elms. You go on a ghost tour. There's a little bit more like the Elms didn't do any investigating. I remember they had like EMFs and they would try to do EVP sessions um, while we were on the tour. Because I remember going down to like the basement, the morgue area, and we did an EVP session. Okay. Lights out. But then you get to stay in the haunted rooms. So okay. it is a beautiful hotel it's in a beautiful location. I'm all for going. Okay. What if we took a slightly longer road trip? Okay. Like where? Maybe Colorado? Are you wanting to go to the Stanley Hotel? Maybe I do. <laughs> Love that place. It's so beautiful it's up so there. It's so beautiful. And what if we went in the summertime? It's so beautiful. It's more than an overnight drive. Like, it'd be a probably a weekend yeah. situation, I think. But I think that's doable for a weekend. What do you think? Absolutely, yeah. Ooh. Let's put it on our list. You think summer? Maybe, like, August? It's a good place for summer because it's not too hot. Mm-hmm. It's cool. It is very cool. Where would you like to go? Well, I hadn't really thought about it. What um, about um, Waverly Hills? Where's that again? It's in Louisville, Kentucky. Bobby Mackey's. Bobby Mackey's is in Kentucky too, isn't it? <gasps> Do you it? think they're close to each other? I mean... That's just me saying they're in the same state. <laughs> Which, honestly, are they? Question mark? They are an hour and a half apart from <gasps> each other. I think a, like a weekend trip is doable. 
if it means we get to go to Bobby Mackey uh, yeah, in Waverly Hills in Stanley Hotel. That is... Fuck yeah. That's amazing. The weekend of my dreams. That would be two separate weekends. <laughs> we well, yeah, do yeah. Stanley and... No, they're in different directions. Bobby Mackey and... We're driving from Colorado to Kentucky. Waverly. <laughs> two different weekends. Weekend of my dreams. We'll look into it. I'm going to look into it and see if they have two back-to-back. All right. Who gets to uh, grace us with our presence? Your presence. Our presence. <laughs> grace you with my presence. I'm thank you. Grace you with my presence. I am going to grace you with my presence. Oh, thank, thank God. you. Through a little true crime. True crime. Yep. True crime. I brought back an old friend. You did. Nobody else joined in. I thought you were I'm going so to. There was a big inhale. I read it wrong. Kind of. You cut me deep. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I really read that situation. Do you want me wrong. to do that again or is it not going to feel organic okay. this time? Yeah, do okay. it again. Do it again. I'm going to grace you with my presence with a true crime story. True, true crime. crime. God damn it. <laughs> I joined in. Thank you. You're welcome. Points in. That's all that we need. That was really rude. She took a breath and everything. <laughs> I got you. You are a little puck wudgy, a little trickster. <laughs> if mm. I hadn't joined in, it would just be again. We are going to Canada. Oh, Canada. Yeah, I'll get behind that one. <laughs> and we are going to talk again about the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. <gasps> RCMP. RCMP is going to make a, an appearance in this episode. Are they oh. the Mounties? It's the Mounted yes. Police. Thank They're you. the Mounties, yes. Okay. okay. I'm like, did I make that up? AKA Mounties. <laughs> Mounties. We are going to July 30th of 2008. Oh, I was pregnant. I was in college. Oh. <laughs> uh, we were on summer break from college. <laughs> I probably did summer classes. Oh, I did not. <laughs> trying to get my credits in. I was working as a nurse and um, pregnant with my daughter. 2008. The setting is all going to be on a Greyhound bus. Tim McLean. He was a carnival worker who was returning home via the Greyhound bus. He had just finished working at a fair in Edmonton and was returning to his home in Winnipeg. So Tim McLean, he sat near the back of the bus, just in front of the toilet. And at 650... (laughs) That's oddly specific. (laughs) He was sitting in the row, like right in front of it. So he's at the back. Okay. He's by the shitter. (laughs) He he is. So at 6.55 p.m., the bus stops in Erickson, Manitoba with a new passenger, Vince Lee. So Lee sat near the front of the bus, but eventually he moved to the back of the bus at another rest stop. He by was, the toilet. Uh-huh. By the Push toilet. Push that bus. <laughs> Everybody moved to the back of the bus. That's, that's what he did. Yeah. What is that from? Um, go ahead. I'll, okay. I'll find it. <laughs> he was a tall man in his 40s with a shaved head, and he was wearing his sunglasses at night. Sunglasses at night. Yes. I, I could wear sing it again. Sunglasses at night. So Keep going. No, I'm done. <laughs> um, McLean didn't really talk with Lee, even though they were sitting by each other, and he fell asleep against the window with his headphones on. And it was when he was asleep that the attack began. So McLean is asleep. He's got his head against the window. His Are you headphones on. McQueen? McLean. McLean. Thank you. Like M. Clean. Got it. Um, So he's got his headphones on, he's asleep, and all of a sudden, Lee, who is sitting next to him, begins stabbing him in the neck and the chest. Oh, my God. Right away, the bus driver pulls over and gets the other passengers off of the bus. Um, So the driver and two other men are really the heroes of this story. They tried to rescue McLean, but they were chased away by Lee, who was in the bus, and he would slash at them any time that they would try to get okay. past the doors. He so was wielding a knife. He had, And they said it was a he pretty scary. 
big butcher knife. Like it was a sword almost. Yeah. <laughs> what do you he was call a swordsman? Like what's a mix between a sword and a knife? Like a small sword, a, a scythe. I would a think like a hunting swife. knife or something. Yeah. A swife. It's absolutely a swife. Yeah, he, he had a swife. He had a swife that he was swiping with. He swiped his swife. Swife or no swiping. <laughs> so Why are you so clever? <laughs> it's about to get sad. Oh, well, I mean, it's already yeah. sad. So it's the guy's already being sad. attacked. He's Stabbed being attacked, but then Lee decapitates him. Oh my god! That and is a large swife. That is bigger than a uh, not a sword. It's bigger than a knife. It's a swife. It is a swife. Okay, you're right. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> he holds the severed head up to all of the passengers that are standing outside of the oh bus. Oh, my God. So the, these passengers are on the side of the road. <laughs> this guy just started randomly attacking them. This other random guy holds his decapitated head up in the windows to show them. In Canada. In Canada at night. Can you imagine yeah in the states it's like ooh, that's not great but these canadians just seem nice then they seem right maybe he wasn't a, a real canadian maybe True. he immigrated lee then returns to mclean's body and began to cut off various parts of it dismembering it and even began to eat part of the flesh at 8 30 p.m the royal canadian mounted police are called in mounties the mounties they receive a report of a stabbing on a Greyhound bus, so they show up, and they find the suspect, Lee, is still on the bus because the driver, another passenger, and a truck driver were all preventing him from escaping. They had a crowbar and a hammer, and they were basically using them to prevent him from getting off the bus. Okay. So again, they're the heroes here. You're just yeah. missing a candlestick and a revolver, and you've got the game of Clue. <laughs> they're like- It's not the hard- not letting him off this bus. They had the crowbar Who? like in the bus doors so he couldn't get out. Who was the killer? Who done well, it? Lee on the bus. <laughs> it was Lee. Lee on the bus with the swife. Um, the other passengers were on the side of the road. They were all huddled together. Some were crying. Some were vomiting because uh, it was so graphic. That was probably horribly traumatic for them. Horribly traumatic. Lee even tried to drive off at one point before the Mounties showed up, but the driver engaged in an emergency immobilizer system, which makes the bus completely inoperable. Huh. I didn't even know that was a thing. I didn't either, but again, hero here. You know, that would have really come in handy with um, the movie Speed with Keanu Reeves. <laughs> no, because once then they the blown up. Bus, bus stops oh. moving, it blows up. If it goes below 55 miles Yeah, but miles if it was hour. like a built-in safety thing and they were like, you can override bombs. I think the bomb came after the safety mechanism. Why do you have to be so logical? <laughs> I just, that movie really got to me. It was okay. the first time my heart rate rose about about 100 this. as a child, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> so by 9 p.m., the police are in a standoff at this point. They have called in special negotiators and hostage negotiators. They've called in a heavily armed tactical unit because they cannot get him off the bus. He's locked himself in at this point now. Okay. But just wait it out, man. question. Were there other people on the bus? Yeah, he doesn't no, have there a, was a nobody else on the bus. True really. hostage, though. So just leave right. him alone, like, lock him in and wait it out. I mean, he's got to come out eventually. Yeah. Yes. So he was pacing the bus. Yeah. Um, he was continuing to defile the corpse. Mm. Um, police officers also noted that Lee was eating parts of the body while they were negotiating with him. The stranded passengers at this point were taken away from the scene, and they were transported to go be interviewed. Lee was reported to have said, quote, I have to stay on this bus forever. Well, newsflash. Did not work out. Maybe for his forever. <laughs> At about he one stayed th- there for his forever. He did not. 
at about 1.30 a.m., <laughs> so just a few hours later. Um, he attempted to break through a window to escape, and they, Mounties got him right away. They arrested him they after- like Window level on their horses. What a dummy. You could just be like, hey, look over there. <laughs> and try and break the window. <laughs> like, the bus is not surrounded. Nobody's looking. <laughs> they tased him twice with a taser. And handcuffed him. How else would you taste somebody? That is well, co- here in America. No, I'm not saying that. But I'm saying here in America, yeah, he would have been shot. He would have been shot. Yeah, oh, no. he okay. been shot long This was before. the Canadian way yeah, of they, getting him in cuffs. The appropriate <laughs> amount of force. Yes. Adorable is that they were like, "Oh, we're just going to like, tase you." We know you. you've killed somebody, sir, but we're just going to have to do this, sir. You've proven to be lethal, but I think this is all you deserve. Put down the swipe. And I know that you have a weapon, <laughs> but here's the taser. <laughs> 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 Is it metal? <laughs> it sounds like jingle bells. <laughs> That's what tasers make in Canada. Up north, they're they friendly like little bells. friendly little weapon. It's because it gets their attention. They're like, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> <laughs> they get them. Like, oh, what's that? Oh, that sounds nice. <laughs> Santa. <laughs> when they finally apprehended Lee, they found that he had parts of McLean's body on him. He had his ear, nose, and tongue in his pocket. Oh, boy. They got the rest of McLean's body off of the bus, but his eyes and his part of his heart were never recovered and have been thought to have been eaten by Lee. I'm sure he did. He was just going to town in there. Why the eyes? You know. Um, Why? Why the eyes? Maybe they had special powers. (laughs) So who is... Who's Lee? Well, who is Vince Lee? Let's find out more about him. My guess is he had a psychotic break. That's what this sounds like. So Lee was born in was born in China and immigrated to Canada. So he was he wasn't originally from Canada. He was not. He was born in China on April thirtieth, nineteen sixty eight, and graduated from college with a bachelor's in computing, and even worked as a computer software engineer in Beijing. But then he immigrated to Canada on June eleventh of two thousand and one. And became an official Canadian citizen on November 7th of 2006. So there was some alluding to a hospitalization in either 2003 or 2004 after an incident with the Ontario police. But not much is known about this incident. So we don't know what really happened there. But that might have been a bit of foreshadowing. So once he came to Canada, he was working basic entry-level jobs. Which is kind of sad considering he was like a computer software engineer. Yeah. He was married. He had a wife named Anna. And he was just work whatever jobs he could find to support her. So he worked at a church. They described him as being happy and doing a good job despite his language barrier. He also worked as a forklift operator. Um, He worked at Walmart, McDonald's. He delivered newspapers. He just kind of did whatever he could. Yeah, none of this stuff is leading leading on to that he's going to eat people's eyeballs (laughs) and hearts. No, none of it. Every single company that he worked for all said that he was a perfectly normal human being who was that's why i said a hard he worker i've had, had a break that does not sound like a normal person it's not no normal people don't eat people four weeks before Noted. the bus <laughs> incident he was actually fired from walmart after he had a disagreement with other employees Aww. so this all happened on july 30th remember 
Yes. So on July 29th, the night before, Lee got on a Greyhound bus from Edmonton to Winnipeg. And around 6 p.m. that night, he got off the bus in Manitoba with three pieces of luggage. He stayed up all night on a bench next to a grocery store. One witness reported seeing him sitting there at 3 a.m. upright with his eyes wide open. Oh. So July 30th, early in the morning, he sold his brand new laptop to a 15-year-old boy for $60. The laptop was later taken by the Mounties for evidence, and the boy was given a new laptop for his honesty in turning it in by an anonymous person. I'm Aww. telling you what. <laughs> Freaking <Just> Canadians. <laughs> so nice. This 15-year-old's like, he could have just taken this brand new computer. But he's like, hey, no, let me give it to the Mounties for evidence. Well, yeah, they probably were going to take it, but then they were like, right. we're going to give you a new one. A random anonymous person, not even through the Mounties, gave what them a new with computer. This good, honest, wholesome Mounties. <laughs> Canada, you're so nice. Most of the time. Yeah. So a witness on the bus um, said that she saw Lee and claimed before the stabbing that he was very calm. She said, quote, there was no rage or anything. He was like a robot stabbing the guy. So just no emotion. Yeah. When he later appeared in court, the only words he ever said in court were pleading for someone to please kill him. Oh, man. I know. So he did go to trial. Trial started on March 3rd of 2009, and he pled not guilty, responsible on account of mental disorder. So it's basically our version of not guilty by insanity. Kind of sounds that way. Sounds but I know same. in the States, it's really hard to get that to kind of go your way. And it's not easy there either. He okay. obviously was evaluated by many psychiatrists and psychologists, but the judge accepted this plea. A psychiatrist who evaluated him testified that he had performed the attack because he was hearing voices that claimed they were God, telling him to destroy the demon sitting next to him or else he would be killed himself. Hmm. So um, it didn't really go to trial because they accepted that def- that plea and he was sent to Selkirk Mental Health Center Psychiatric Hospital. The week after the attack, Greyhound Canada pulled their nationwide advertisements that had the slogan, there's oh, a no. reason you've never heard of bus rage. Well. <laughs> Just poor timing there with that. Yeah. Well, good thing they pulled it. They pulled it the week after. <laughs> they figured it out. There was, of course, lots of calls and demands and petitions that all called for increased security on the buses following this incident. I mean, what are you going to do? Like, put a security officer on every single bus? No. Yeah. Lee did not speak to the press or in trial until May 2012, so several years later, four years later. He finally granted an interview and said that he had begun hearing the voice of God as early as 2004 and that he wanted to save people from the demons and an alien attack. Did he ever have a diagnosis? Not before, like, the attack happened and he saw a psychiatrist. Do you think he was schizophrenic? I think he was probably a high-functioning schizophrenic. Yeah. Who, like you because said, had a psychotic was he? break. He was 40. So, and he'd been hearing it for years. Mm-hmm. So maybe late 30s or early 30s? Well, he said he started hearing it in 2004 and the attack was in 2008. Yeah. So for four years, he says he'd been hearing it. Which I think, does that line up with schizophrenia for the most? I know it's normally mid-20s. It's normally mid-20s. He was born in, what did I say? 1968? 68. Yeah. So, a little late, but I mean, it could have always been there and he just was a high-functioning one. It didn't is, have his first real bad psychotic break till then. This is kind of an ignorant question. I apologize if it sounds stupid, but 
is this something that can kind of lay dormant and is like triggered by some stress response? So like yes. moving over here and having these jobs and, you know, maybe not functioning to the level he thought he was going to, trying to make money. This is all stressful for him. Psychotic breaks, yes, are triggered by something. Right. Typically. Typically some stressful incident could have been, like you said, immigrating, moving, all these jobs that were kind of below him, to be honest. What about the schizophrenia? Do you think that that may be why? I mean, if he schizophrenia, was. Schizophrenia, he probably diagnosis. always had, but that psychotic break probably didn't get triggered until this happened. Gotcha. So maybe he could have functioned his whole life with this mm-hmm. high-functioning schizophrenia until he had a break. I mean, people are out there, I meet with them all the time, who hear voices at baseline. And right. that's just their baseline. They've learned to tune it out. They know it's not real. They can distinguish. Um, but the problem is when it becomes a psychotic break, when... You don't, you can't decipher you between can't real decipher. and not. Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. On July 17th, 2014, uh, one of the first officers on the scene, Corporal Ken Barker of the Mounties, he committed suicide and his family said that he suffered from PTSD and was never really right after that incident. On February 2016, Lee legally changed his name to Will Lee Baker, and Lee is spelled L-E-E here. So kind of gave himself like... I don't want to say an Americanized name, but like a Western. Maybe so he wouldn't be recognized yeah. as easily as all. And not as recognized. Yeah. He also petitioned. So at that point, he had stepped down from the psychiatric hospital to a group home. And he had petitioned to leave oh, the wow. group home so he could transition to independent living. And what? a year later, <laughs> on February 10th, 2017, he was officially discharged to live independently and is now free. Interesting. He still sees his psychiatrist and is monitored, obviously, for his mental health. And his psychiatrist and therapist have said that he is doing well. So here's the thing that I think that's messed up. Because here in the States, like that, I don't think would ever fly. Mm -hmm. Like somebody moving from a psych hospital to group home now back into their own home. If they were committed that crime and were committed due to insanity. I just don't, I've never heard of a case happening like that so quickly at least. Mm -hmm. And he only did eight years really. And it wasn't like imprisoned. But the question is, do you think that that's how it should be? Like they get the treatment that they're supposed to, they're monitored regularly. They have a diagnosis and meds, et cetera. And now they can be integrated back into society. Like now they're rehabilitated. That's the whole point of the system. I mean, I think, yes, that's the point of the system, but also the reason why he and other people are allowed to do this, um, Andrea Yates is one of the really well-known ones who was found guilty by reason of insanity, is because what it's studying at that point is, do they know the difference from right and wrong at that Mm -hmm. point? And they don't. And that's why they get with that defense. So they don't know that what they're doing is is wrong. Does that stick with you for life, or is it just isolated in that incident? I mean... If they are monitored by mental health professionals and on medications, I think it could just be an isolated incident. And there's a difference between it being like an isolated incident, like this guy had no other prior aggression, violence, run-ins with the law, like nothing. Right. Everyone described him as super nice and hardworking and like easy to get along with. I think there's a difference between that and someone who maybe has a psychotic break and hurts someone who has a history and a pattern of violence and aggression. So the lessons learned... Don't travel by yourself with headphones on. Don't sleep. ride a bus. But can you ride a subway? I don't think those are any safer. No, a subway is just a really fast bus. So <laughs> I've ridden the subway. I have too. Uh, is, I mean, I'm but glad you you're alive. You didn't ride it with <laughs> headphones on falling asleep, but I think a lot no, of people do. I didn't fall asleep. 
No. I'm a trusting person, though. I would. I absolutely I think would. It's just you never know. I'd probably like, sit you next just to that never guy. know. You want to borrow my headphones? I absolutely would. I was like, hey, sir, would you like to share my crackers? You just never know. <laughs> you never know. Yeah. <laughs> and that is what I want you all to go to bed tonight thinking of. You never know. <laughs> That hurts my feelings. <laughs> makes me feel like I can't trust anybody. I already feel like that. Going to spike your anxiety. You're welcome. I'm at a constant high level of anxiety. <laughs> I was going to say, I like, I'm fine because that's my normal level of anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> Which is funny because I'm also the first person to talk to somebody. Why do you think that is? Like, I live at high anxiety, but I want to talk to people. What is this? Diagnose me. It's because you want people to like you. But what's the anxiety portion of it? It's not because I want them to like me. That's not why I'm anxious. No, I know that's not why you're anxious. I'm just saying your personality underneath your anxiety is that you want people to like you. But like I genuinely want to talk to people and connect with them. Mm -hmm. Because you're a four. Enneagram. I'm going back to the Enneagram. So that makes me want fours them are to like e- me? Fours are emotional people. But I want to like them too. Right. I want to connect with them on some common ground. Fours are emotional, relational people. They want to form connections. They see like connecting with people as something important. It's something you Absolutely. value. Yeah. So that's part of your Enneagram. That's just like your personality type. Your anxiety is like the sprinkle on top of your personality. <laughs> just a bonus to me. Whereas it's the majority of my personality. <laughs> as a six, your anxiety connectivity is, a is like, yeah. <laughs> your anxiety is like, oh, I have to talk to these people. And then you make a connection with them. Rarely, but sure. Rarely. <laughs> you two are the exception. <laughs> are the exception. Oh, okay. Yay. <laughs> we are the only exception. Mm. Paramore. I like that song. Thank you. I like Paramore. Well, All thanks right. for that downer. Appreciate that. <laughs> you are welcome. I thought you would enjoy a Canadian Mountie story. I do. And I also had like some good parts. I had the bus driver and these other people being the heroes and saving yeah, everybody unfortunately, else. Unfortunately, they were kind of overshadowed by the it's cannibalism. It's a very gruesome story, yes. Decapitation. and mm-hmm. I'm glad he was able to get well. Yeah, I'm okay. glad he was able to get help. And listen, this was in 2008. It's been how many years since then? And he's still years. doing well, and that's his only isolated incident. It'll be 15 in July. Thank you for asking. <laughs> I can see you looking. So 15 years, and that's, I mean... <laughs> Listen, he got the help he needed. All right, guys, thanks so much for tuning in this week to our episode. You can always catch us at thetipsyghost.com with our socials linked from there or send us an email at thetipsyghost at gmail.com. Please give us a five-star rating and a great review anywhere you listen to podcasts. We really appreciate it, and it really does help. All right, thanks so much, guys. We will catch you next week. Okay, bye. Bye. Bye.